Well, tell you what, he says. If if we do encounter a dragon, I will definitely make sure to keep down all the details and make a great, very great song about your demise. Case, the uh, the uh, summer king is now his new mate because he the summer king gave him a stone. Human relations are beyond me. <laughs> Rabbit and grits, I like it. Oh, we're just trying. Chapter 55, off to Kolesque. Okay, so in the last episode, on, no, no. The, uh, you guys had a big wing ding. Very Woo! formal. Um, they had a, a bard in the corner singing up a storm. Um, and uh, you guys had a nice meal. Actually, Gernville got some protein. It was kind of nice. And... You were able to present your entire story to the Court of Seasons, and uh, they uh, bowed to help you in any way they possibly could. So um, the uh, the uh, day wakes up the next day. Um, now, Arlen, you have the lightly armored feet, right? So you can use leather armor. Yeah, I have it. leather armor. Okay, um, and his feet were lightly armored. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, you actually get a knock at your door, Arlen. Yes, and it's an elf that you've not seen before, um, but he's wearing smith's garb. You know, he's got an apron on, and he's got several you know tongs and, and hammers on on a waist belt. And it's the evening. No, no, this is the next morning. Oh. He's got a trog door on. Yeah. <laughs> good morning. He says, "Good morning, my lord." Um, I have been commanded by the Court of Seasons to aid you in any way, and I would like to work on your armor. Okay. <laughs> so if you remember, you got those glamoured robes. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Although you never did ask Galchabar what they are. No. No. Just ask To be fair, when he yeah. got that, it was quite a while ago yeah. for um, us. Four days ago. Do you want to present it to him? I will. Okay. He says... He bows deeply to it. I will return with this as fast as I may. Thank you. Yeah. And he just strides off, off into the, the woods where apparently his workshop's located. And um, Adri, you had a question, I believe. Yes. Um, so, because even if our listeners have been listening to this uh, quite sequentially, you know, oh, each episode only a couple minutes apart. Um, it has been a really long time for me since I've actually interacted with that elf. Yes. So I was going to ask for a refresher on what exactly <laughs> was going on there. So if you remember, the elf is the one who set you on your path. Yes. He uh, came to you in your monastery and um, said that there was a uh, evil abound in the land and that he wanted you to go investigate it. And you said, why me? And he said, well, because of your past. And that should give you ample reason to go out and do that. 
and uh, you had to agree with them. Uh, so you packed up your meager sets of things and ran down the, the tunnel only to find no one there. And the two of you exited the monastery. And if you remember, he appeared uh, several times uh, from then on. He met you in uh, Civitas Cataracta. He met you here in uh, the Vale of the Elves, each time demanding uh, to you know, know what progress you have made. And of course, you really didn't have much to uh, offer him the way of progress, unfortunately, because you guys were kind of spinning your wheels trying to figure it out and being busy with regime change and things like that. Also trying to figure out what specifically from my past would have led me to have a hand in whatever's plaguing the realm. Well, it wasn't uh, your past that was plaguing the realm. It was like your, uh, obviously your, your Trowish heritage yes, would right. give you more than enough incentive to uh, go out and do whatever he wanted done uh, rather than have your cover blown. Mm -hmm. But with little to go off of it, yep. it makes it quite difficult to actually give him anything that he wants. Yes. And, and look how far you've come. Yeah. <laughs> so, just on side, um, as I'm watching uh, her front door, I am going to sneak and Nothing. Down. I'm sorry. Nothing happened in the middle nope, of the night. Nope. Okay. But I am, before, you know, morning, I'm going to go down and spread some call traps in front of her door. <laughs> but before I get out of the room? Well, I hope you can look. But if any strange elf comes and knocking, he's going to perhaps be his own alarm. The smith walks up to her door. <laughs> <laughs> Why me? Oh. And, and then he goes, oh, crude. I can improve on these. <laughs> and he comes back with, you know, plus five caltrops, and then Adri walks out. <laughs> <laughs> and she keeps dying. It's like those spikes. I somehow die zombie. from bleeding out from yes. my toes. It just it goes straight up into your, like, femoral artery. Yeah. <laughs> Severs the nerve. I'm paralyzed now. It undoes and goes through your veins. Caltropping. It's a caltropping crawler. Um, in your knee. I guess, do we... I'll go to the meetup with the rest of the party. Okay. Um, I collect my call traps back. Thanks. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, no, no one comes and pulls his call traps I'm assuming I'm a little bit... She's writhing in pain. He comes up, oh, those are mine. Sorry. Sorry. Dropped them. Some weird elf dropped these here. Oopsie. Amazing. look just like the ones I threw at the antlion in the mare. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you guys are ushered down to breakfast, and the same thing before, hot cereals and all that, although, um, Gurgle, mm -hmm. um, they present you with not only a bowl of porridge, but a bowl of porridge with a rabbit in it. Oh, nice. And, uh, Dude, don't they see my fangs? Rabbit and grits, I like it. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't <laughs> go run away. Insane. Yeah, I didn't, like, oh, destroy well, the village. That's They're not a, part alligator. Okay, maybe you, maybe not going insane is a little bit too nice, but you didn't go and attack people. And like torch the building. So I guess the key and, to self control is is squirrel. kind of rodent meat. <laughs> this would be a lagomorph. Sounds good. Or if it's very small, like a dwarf. Okay, and uh, you guys finish up your breakfast, and uh, the you, you notice that um, sort of the air of celebration has uh, passed. You know the. Uh, the Great Hall has been reset to its former self. Um, you know, they seems to be the normal number of elves wandering around doing their usual domestic tasks. The, the, uh, and uh, right now there's actually no uh, no sign of the Court of Seasons anywhere. Um, nice. Thanks for getting back to yeah. us. 
And uh, then as you're finishing up uh, the uh, breakfast, uh, Maroka um, glides into the, the uh, hall and she says, Ah, oh, brave adventurers, you, you are done, I see. Your timing couldn't be better. Let us adjourn. The uh, Court of Seasons is waiting to see you, or at least one-fourth of the Court of Seasons is waiting to see you. Where's so. the other parts? Are you asking that out loud? They've yes. grown bored of us. Maroka says, they've already returned to Fairy, but the uh, Fall King and Queen have tarried behind to deliver what bounty they can to help you on your way. Bounty? That is good. Yeah, it turns out to just roll up paper towels. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Here, put this on your wounds. Let this sap up the sorrows you'll have in your coming dream. <laughs> this is the fall people, not the winter people. It's better than, it's, it's five times better than name brand. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it? It's five times better than other brands. So it's the fall fairies are better than the it's time like getting an ice pick up the fairies. Yeah. Okay. They've invented. So leap forward, Morocco. Sounds good. And um, they lead you back to that glade that the Court of Seasons appeared in. Um, and the two oak saplings have already been illuminated. The, uh, you know, there are electric blue lines that twirl up around them and swirls and, tw and spirals and things like that. And uh, the, uh, and sitting under there, under just a, in a little patch of shade, are in fact the fall king and queen. And, and they rise when, when you're brought into the glade. And the, uh, the fall queen says to you, hail and well met. Our brothers and sisters have already preceded us back to Ferry, but we wish to deliver to you what aid we could before it was our turn to return as well. Um, we are greatly concerned with what you had to say. It is clear to us that when the gates were closed over millennia ago, that we had left behind a relic of our past. And it is still here, plaguing you. For that, you have our deepest apologies. What's that ball that's following you? Mm. Actually, is the ball following you? Yeah. Um, Can I paint eyes on his ball? He already did. <laughs> <laughs> Your Majesties, we have this the, the next section of our prophecy. Maybe you can help us figure out what it is we need to do. She says... Yes. Well, this is the information that we were able to derive in the evenings after our consultations. Um, there is a corner, and her, um, her voice becomes almost like the Winter Queen's in its glacial tones, mm -hmm. of magic that we elves do not delve in, but it's whispered about in the darker recesses of the magic schools. It is clear that Aloal, divorced from his elvish home, ex attempted to extend his life, not even attempted, successfully extended his life through the arts of necromancy, which we do not practice. He has become a lich. And he aimed, perhaps, to last until the gates were opened again. But clearly, 
his motives are no longer that, or else, once the gates were opened, he would have indeed returned to Barry. What his true motives are now, we cannot say. But we can only say that he must be stopped. For to delve into these paths that lead to you know, undead life, one must become wholly evil. I believe from your descriptions you saw that in his school. Undoubtedly the students there were the first witnesses to his new life and undeath. Undoubtedly he sacrificed all of them to gain this extended lifespan. So you must be on your guard. Clearly he is a master of all things illusion. You must trust nothing and nobody. You must not even trust your own senses as you experienced in his tower. Be on your guard and vigilant at all times. We will investigate whatever resources we have back in Ferry and send to you any information we find in our archives, libraries, and universities there and assist you in any way. Um, I'm afraid at this point in time, all we can do is send you with our good wishes and these gifts of goodwill. And she uh, waves over to a table that has been set up next to them on which several items have been placed. Three pairs of red. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And fitting it is that we should give them to you, says the, the Fall King, for fall is the time of bounty. Um, and he hops up and uh, he uh, says, first, to the warrior maiden, even though you may not be fully of our blood, you are still fully our kin. And we would leave you with this gift. And he pulls a longbow up off of the finally <laughs> up off of the table and hands it to you. As I said, even though you not be of our kin, we would have you carry one of the bows I that we use. Do they know? Do they know? But they don't. They, they, either they, they don't okay. know, or, or they don't really understanding. Okay. Okay. Well, your ears are still pointed, right? Yeah. And your well, no, I, I wear a scarf, so it's half. as much of my features are covered I think as possible. Doing the half elf. Mm -hmm. It's possible, but I, I'm and, just and actually, wondering you, if it's... You do kind of feel just a little bit... Um, exposed there? Not, not exposed, but, you know, a little bit... Chagrin uh, that, I mean, here, here they're treating you like a sister, and, I mean, you know the truth about your heritage. Mm -hmm. um, it says, this bow will be unerring in battle, and will assist you in hitting your opponents. And so... Unless you roll six and that one's the entire thing. Yeah. Um, so it is, in fact, a plus one bow. Awesome. Plus Yay. Bow. Does that come with arrows? That would be helpful. Um, <laughs> yes, there's an entire quiver of 20 arrows oh, right. there. <laughs> you have to shoot for darts. <laughs> yes. Gates are plus one. <laughs> if not, I'm sure when you head back into town, they would have plenty of yes. elder yes. arrows there. What is this bow's name, warrior maiden? Bowie. Bowie a fine name to inspire fear into the hearts of your foes. Bowie McBowie. It's, it's not Major Tom? No. no. <laughs> but that would be funny. I was thinking David, but I figured Bowie's a little Bowie. bit more. Uh... Okay. And um, then he says, to the sorcerer, 
commander of magics that you barely do understand yourself. <laughs> he got burned. It's true though. No, that was so time when he like takes he, a nap. And you know, he said he picks up uh, a bundle off of the the table. Uh, it seems to be a folded up bunch of leather, and he says, "I return to you your armor, which you have lent to our smith earlier today." And he unfolds it, and it's a suit of studded leather with that little badge, that little brooch on it, mm-hmm. that was on the robes earlier. It says, we were titillated to find this set of uh, glamoured robes that you were wearing. The glamoured uh, armour was a novelty in our time, or in the, the time of, of Alohal. People would often wear it to be able to switch their, uh, their uh, robes at will to whatever disguise they wanted. Um, merely a trifle, but it may become very valuable to you in the future. Do you want to switch the robes to anything, or do you want to just make them just be studded leather armor? Just studded leather. Okay. You don't want to like do a tuxedo or something like that? <laughs> so is it actually studded leather armor that can look like anything? It is actually studded leather armor. You stud. Yeah. Did. Or in your case, stunted leather armor. Okay. And then he says, and to our imposing fighter with fists, and he looks at you, Noan, we understand that you received one of these and yet gave it up to your companion. And he pulls out another one of those island stones. Oh, that's sweet. He says... The the same, the blue one. No, this one is actually a pink rhombus. He says, we did not have one on hand in identical to your uh, companions, but this one will will guarantee your health. Um, And uh, he says, uh, this one uh, will... And he sets it to orbit your head, and you immediately feel that your constitution goes up by two. Oh. Wow. So this will make you more, more hale and hearty in battle. I'll give you an extra plus one. I wonder if that will result when when we level. Mm. wonder if that will result in extra hit points? Yeah. 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 But will it be a permanent extra hit mm-hmm. I think as long as, as I have the yeah. stone. Well, the stone has to be, you have to be using it. So yeah, yeah, well, I mean, if you just have it, then it's always going to be. I mean, like, when you level up, you, yeah, you gain you, your plus con. Yeah. And the plus one that the stone gets you on top of it. Yeah. You just got to be lose it, then you're going to have to backtrack all those hit points and take them off. Mm-hmm. And they say, and to our holy fighter, doing the good work of Dianet. They're looking at you, Alistair. Okay. Anyway, Clarification. We, we give to you this necklace, upon which is set a pearl from one of the magic oysters of our land. It says, this is a pearl of power. And when you speak the command word, you will regain one expended spell slot of up to third level. Ooh. Once each day. Sweet. Do you have third level spells? No, not yet. I only have second. And finally, to our most imposing guest yet. 
He who does not know his own past. We know that you've had a problem being noticeable in this world. And we have this gift, not as powerful as the others, and yet perhaps more powerful in your hands. And they hand you a simple metal ringlet that you'd wear, kind of like, you know, not, not a crown, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it said, if you place this upon your head, whatever vision visage you determine, you will take on. And you can disguise yourself in any way you wish. I put it on my head and... Kind of draw a blank, and then for some reason, Adri, natural form, flashed through my head. And all of a sudden, Adri, you're looking at Adri. Am I pretty? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he said the natural form. So, a drowish looking Adri. Is I, I got that. Thank you for the <laughs> right in front of everyone. Oh. Then I'll, then it doesn't I'll, mean then that I'll, they then know that's Then I'll think that of Arlen, sweet. and then I'll think of. Uh, the paladin I am just wearing flashing makeup after all. It's amazing yes. what that can do. They, they say, an interesting set of choices. Um, and uh, the uh, and do you take it back off then again? No, I'll leave it back on when I think of just a, just a random human that I've seen. Okay. And so you end up looking like Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bob. Bob. Can you fix it? Hmm? Can you fix it? No. Yes, we can. I can break it. You'll have to explain that one to him later. No, I get it. Bob okay. the Builder. Yeah, good. Okay. <clears throat> no, Bob the Fixer. Yes. No, him too. A couple of different Bobs. Bob's an assassin? Mm-hmm. That's a... And they say, and finally, to our sorcerer's companion, um, your peasant robes, and they turn to, to uh, Orlana, are not going to help you very much in against things in battle. And they hand her a simple ring. This ring will protect you. When things go poorly, and uh, she, it, it's a uh, you guys divine that it's a, a ring of protection. So plus one. Yep. And she sl- she slips it on her finger, and uh, just looks absolutely you know dazzled that she actually has an elvish magic item on her ring. Uh, pretty much, she seems to feel the same way you did, Arlen, when you got that magic ring way back in Llewellyn's mm-hmm. camp, and and couldn't you know just couldn't stop staring at it. So. We have been, I'm afraid, precious little help to you, aside of perhaps to illuminate against who you fight. But you can perhaps um, use the information we have given you as an adjunct to your own investigations to determine what your next path must be to defeat this evil. We will give any help we can. Uh, We will work through the wizard Kalchabar as we see him from time to time, and we understand he frequently talks to you, and send you any aid that we can along the way. Uh, before we leave, I, you know, reach back and grab the ball that's following me. Can you tell me what this is? The uh, queen actually squeals. She says, oh, a drift globe! I haven't seen one of those in forever. Yes, we used to make those for the humans, so they could see at night. And she just... Touches it um, <laughs> gently and, and uh, says incendious. And all of a sudden it just starts to glow and produces a light. And let's take a look what that light is. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. You see the you, light. You don't feel left out anymore. <laughs> I have the light catcher, so it might be. Incendious. I want my cat. I didn't wonder the were tigers are after us. 
I wonder if you can light their, like, floating stones as well. Like, no, because they're not. No, they're they're right. You can't cast light on them? Oh, my God. You could. But that would be really annoying, so it would be like, like a little <laughs> like light. light. <laughs> so a drift globe, um, it basically emanates the light or daylight spell. Or daylight? Yeah. Is and once, once you use, can't be used again until the next day. So, yeah. Basically, uh, once a day you can get it to cast a light spell, but since that you know stays illuminated until you put it out, it just follows you around and lit. Hmm. Oh. Okay. I wonder if you can have a carry thing. Daylight is basically a stronger version of light. Yeah. Is it is so it actual daylight? It's um it's a light spell except it's in sixty feet instead of like twenty. Feet. It won't kill vampires. Uh, that's too bad. Hmm. So it's like vampire nest. Low and hiding. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so and the uh, regents uh, bow deeply to you and say, we must take our leaves from you now and return to Ferry. Our duties there are very irksome. And, uh, but we must do it for it is the land that we love. And they uh, gently stride off to the uh, saplings, and as they pass between them, they just disappear. Hmm. And then the... Uh, the electric blue lines and all that just fade uh, from view. Yeah, we spoke with like fairy royalty that no one's seen in a thousand years. Yeah. We are stars in the elf world. You can totally put that on your Instagram account and uh, impress <laughs> all your friends. So let's go find this bard to see if he can shed some yes. light on this painting. <laughs> Sounds good. What are you doing with the uh, bite, I think you called it? Bite. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to have to say, well, it's early morning, right? And I only get it once a day? Well, you know, yeah. Once a day you can use the, the light spell. I have a question. Um, okay. Just let it follow me, I guess. Okay. Just let it drift around? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I don't believe I actually have proficiency in longbow. Really? What do those bracers on your hand are? Oh, do they, they yeah. automatically give me, like, actually allow me to use exactly. it? Exactly. Okay. I thought that, that it just made it me better at using it. I didn't know that no, it initially gave me... No, they allow you proficiency me. with okay. the short or long bow. Okay, thank wow, you. Wow, you got something sweet. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> Clever. And of course, all, all elves have proficiency in the long bow, so they naturally assume Plus that two, since you were a half-elven that you'd have proficiency in the long bow. That is nine. So Plus you nine to attack. Dude, wow. no, 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 no. Plus eight, actually. Yeah. Still. Be, yeah. Well, you're not going to be punching anything anymore. Wow. Until your arrows You'll be hanging back with Arlen. <laughs> yeah. But you only get and then, like two attacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then when Arlen gets snuck up on, you can punch him in the face and save him all the time. Punch Arlen mm -hmm. on the face? Yeah. <laughs> Knock him down so that. Then he, he won't get hurt or hurt any one of us. You would miss because one of the floating slumps around him would intercede. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're scared of me, so they would just like trip her. Okay. <laughs> um, let's go find the bard. I want to talk about this yes. blowing sand water stuff. Before we actually go anywhere, um, during the moon festival, uh, I was visited in my room by Galchabar, and he reminded me of a property of the bowl where we can actually find out exactly where Alowal is if I just speak his name into the bowl. I was visited by a ghost. You were visited by a living person. Yes. In spectral form, correct? As we all were? No, my friend is dead. 
He was very much there. You put hands upon him? No, he more like smacked me, but... <laughs> <laughs> so he put hands upon you? Yes. Okay. Oh. <sighs> I don't think we're ready to... I don't call think, upon that. I don't thing think we want the lich to realize we're spying on it, and then though it is and good. we don't want to leave and it. And Galstrovar's been a wizard for thirty years, and he can know when he's being looked on. Yes, a local's been a wizard for a thousand years. Let's let's keep that as our ace in the ace in the hole. Have your little page take a look. My page. Oh, oh. Well, let's activate battle plan, so human shield, and yeah. have her do it. <laughs> she vaporizes. I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask whatever Elvish page is left in the room to take us or lead me to the bar. Well, Morocco is. is oh, okay, I'll ask Morocco if yeah. kindly lead you to the bar. <clears throat> and she says, "Well, that's very convenient. Um, I believe he is packed and was waiting to uh, uh, leave with you, and you leave." Oh, we're just. Stra- <laughs> what noise was that? <laughs> Interesting. Please lead us forward. And, uh... Nolana, lay off the berries. I think your stomach's upset. Okay, if you lay off the squirrel man. <laughs> that poor squirrel man. <laughs> squirrel man. And you killed the Easter rabbit. No, 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 Squirrel man. Okay. Um, and she leads you back into the uh, town. And, in fact, actually standing out in front of the main... Area is um, the bard standing there. He's got his loot over his shoulder. He's got a, a uh, you know a uh, venturing pack all packed and, and sitting there leaning up against the wall. And he's actually got a, a little uh, kind of a uh, a penny whistle or something out and kind of just randomly um, you know flitting from melody to melody on that. And uh, he stops when he sees you coming and says, "Ha ha! Hail and well met." Sleep and well met, my friend. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can see this one is a good one. He, he elbows Adri right inside. He's probably a lot of fun at parties. No kidding. Well, I wouldn't want to rain on your parade, but I believe uh, that uh, you are on an amazing adventure. What better thing could a bard go on than that? I could make up song after song about your, uh, your exploits. Tell me, in your tra- Morocco has mentioned that you travel far and wide across this land. Have oh you- yes, when my feet are uh, set to wander, nothing can stop me. Are you cursed? Um, in a way, you might say that, but I look at it as an as a uh, gift instead. We have this prophecy that we've been trying to figure out, and oh, maybe oh. you can help us. Let's see. The next passage that we believe is our next clue is your foe is also to be found close at hand where water sprouts from blowing sand. We've already been through the mare and we don't believe that it has anything to do with the oases there. Is there anything else that you can think of? Blowing sand. Well, certainly, um, I have ventured out into the mare and uh, there is plenty of blowing sand there. And, and as you mentioned, the oases um, themselves Water does rise out of the sand. Um, I have ventured beyond the gates of Portum Magnum into the Great Desert to meet the wandering nomads. Um, 
and there's plenty of blowing sand there, and sand it is. Um, but I cannot think of any place where water sprouts from the blowing sand there. They do have some lakes, and they do have uh, uh, other things there, but there's no places like oases like we have in the Mare. Then is there a particular one that might seem more significant? Or perhaps another something else that might put to mind water coming from blowing sand, not necessarily in a lake. It's nothing that comes to mind, I'm afraid. Um, Isn't there a river there's, near the old palace? We have an old map that... You do? Yes, and there's this oh. one location called Aquam Fluentum. Do you know anything about that? Wait, might I see it? Oh my! This is a marvel of the old kingdom. Wherever did you get it? That's uh, a story for across yeah, the road. The old queen from a thousand years ago <laughs> had it in a room, and he just... If I had not met you in the Vale of the Elves with the Court of Seasons in attendance, I might think that you were putting me on. But after what I've been told about your adventures, I... Uh, will at least entertain that what you're saying is the case. Um, you must tell me more. That is all there is to it. I, I, I uh, look forward to uh, journeying together with you and finding out all of uh, your tales. But this obviously is a map of the old kingdom before it fell. It's amazing. Do you know even how much this might be worth if it was uh, sold to, them, to the, a person in the, the large cities? Not it's a clue. beyond value. True. It means more if we can protect our realm. But as you can see, the rivers come down from the mountains now. And currently, of course, they flow into the mare and are drunk up by the greedy sands there, only to reappear down near Kalium Sedes. Have you been to Kalium Sedes? It's, even yeah. in its, its fall, it's still amazingly grand. That, that's where we got the map from. Oh, yes. Once again, I mean, you must tell me more. So, using this map, where do you think the water would be sprouting from blowing sand? Well, as I said, there are oases in the path of the old river. Um, it's, you know, said to be death to wander out into the mare, and, and indeed for the unprepared it is. But uh, we have, obviously, ways of uh, bridging that... Uh, that danger. Uh, the airships and the sand ships can uh, travel quickly throughout the mare and uh, bypass its many hazards. The, the ships with like the skis and they just have big sails. And you saw them taking off stuff. of uh, from uh, Niger Saltus when you guys were there. Oh, excuse me, from Mexico Barium Police when you were there. I missed that. That that'll solve the problem right there. We have access to one of these ships. Well, not here, but Kalesque, the uh, Vale of the. Uh, Pleasant halflings. They have a small settlement right on the edge of the mare where the sand ships and the airships come and dock. From here, it would just be two days' travel to get there, and we could take off from there. See, it's a tiny issue to reach those halflings, though. Boom. <laughs> Is that my falling up short on that? Do you think it might be referencing the uh, where the river reappears at the south of the mine? 
That is always possible as well. Um, I once journeyed up the river just to see what was there, and it just sort of reappears out of the sand. First, the sand is dry, and then a half a mile later, it's muddy, and then little trickles start to appear in between the sand and turn quickly into a torrent. And then that reforms the river, which then forms into the delta that you undoubtedly journeyed in. Look into your bowl and think of this clue and see if it shows us anything. That's not quite how it works. Yeah. But we could try, try. Or we could scout the desert endlessly. My thought was to go up to the halfling village and get one of those charter, one of those yes. sand riders. Not steal it this time. With the map we have, follow the river yes. and see if we find anything. But try the bowl thing anyway. Let's just see. Yeah, it can't hurt. Go for it. All right, I'll pick up the bowl, fill it up. Yeah. Think. And as you're pouring water into the bowl, you suddenly get the feeling of being watched. It's a very familiar feeling. I call Galtubar's name. And his face appears in the bowl, and he is obviously staring right into his bowl. He's apparently in some sort of a forest or something. Um. Hello, Galtubar. He says, oh, hello, young sorcerer. How are you doing? The clue led to Galtubar? No. Have, have you used the bowl to divine your path, as we suggested on the other night? Uh, we have not yet done that, but we have, uh, I've told everyone else about it, and we are keeping it in the back of our mind. But so we don't want to, we don't want to gaze upon a foul lich and have them know that we are present, as you know that we are present when we call. Oh, I see you have divined the same path I have. Clearly, Eloal is one of the undead called a lich. Um, I have done some research, and he, you know, kind of pans back, and there's a stack of books about 14 high. In the middle of the woods? No, in, in, you know, in, yeah, right behind him in the middle of the woods. And he says, mm. and, and then he, and actually, it's, it's kind of neat. He takes it, and there's a bag next to it, and he just sort of like picks the stack up and just goes right down into the bag. And he says, oh, I just brought along some light reading, don't you know? <laughs> and, and he says, I, uh, I examined the, uh, the situation. And a lich can only exist by confining his soul into a phylactery, a box or a device that stores his soul so that should no uh, damage can occur to him. While this phylactery exists, you cannot defeat him. Hmm. So your first step must be to determine where this phylactery might be. Are we writing this down? And then okay. to destroy it. And only then may you face Loal head on. Well, where do we think that a phylactery would be? Probably as far away from the tower as possible. Or in the tower. Or in the tower. Or wherever he is. I would imagine it would be near him so he could protect it. Yes. Or in some weird place that is unreachable, like in a golden egg into the fires of the sultan of the elemental plane of something. So we've determined it exists. Okay, here's a stupid idea. Well, it's got to exist. Yeah. Once, we get off the, once you get off the bowl phone here with Galchabar, put more water and just say phylactery. Okay. Is that it, might be a bit of I don't a risk. Think Actually, I don't think Galchabar says, that seems like our only course of action at this point. 
Are we assuming there's only one lich then? I don't think they're. I don't think they're very common. And and we're thinking of a specific one. I think the bowl would tune to whatever one that you want. I would also like to point out. Uh, I let the ring become visible again. I also have picked up this ring of mind shielding that shields my, shields me from magic. Shields your mind. And, yeah. and, and this actually kind of, shields yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. You guys had almost forgotten this ring exists because you can't see it when it's on his finger, and then all of a sudden it springs into existence. Hey. I just assumed his mind was empty like everything else. Um, Thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, let's try it. Once mm-hmm. we say goodbye. Thank you for the insight, Gaspar. Very good. And I will continue my research. And he reaches into the bag and pulls out another stack of books that's probably about four feet tall. <clears throat> and I will see what I can do to help you. Wave a hand over the wall and make it. Sounds good. And, uh. Um, anyways, so, uh. That bard's probably really excited. Actually, um, you look around, and his pack is there, and his loot is there, um, but he's not there. And then all of a sudden, he uh, comes around from beside the building, and he's kind of doing this thing with his pants. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Nature called. Uh, What what just happened? Not a thing. Oh, not a thing. Very good. And then says Bob the Builder. What about the other sort of thing? Alana, she's like, as always, no more than about three feet away from. She's uh, like a drift globe, only it's yeah. a drift cast. <laughs> Let, uh, look, look in the first sea if you can find the right. sprouting sand, and then you can look at the. So we get one for Galchabar. You could do both, yes, but then that's it. But he had slept already. Mm-hmm. Right, he one. used one. Yeah, I have three uses. He has two day. more. No, this is the first one. So try, let's try, try putting in the the palm. Yeah, I'll. Gotta go. Okay, so it's, it's already full of water. So what do you want to do? Um, you speak the magic word. I'll um, repeat the um, third, the third uh, phrase. And your okay. foe is also to be found close at hand, where water sprouts from glowing sand. And nothing happens. The water just stays water. Bummer. Maybe you didn't say it slow enough. I don't think the speed matters. Okay, now you can. Phylactery. Yeah. I'm gonna just. Wave my hand over the bowl again. Phylactery. And once again, it's just water. Does that count as a use? Probably. It would, it, you would guess not, because it would be like, you know, you shouting words at your television. <laughs> it's, it didn't turn on. Or like looking at your light switch without turning it on. Yeah. All right. My power bill is going to be huge. Ah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I think uh, with those two... Not successes. I think we should head up toward the helping village. You could try using his name and see what comes up. I. Yeah. It's your risk. You He's got the ring of mind shielding. Yeah, I mean, try. Yeah, try. Yeah, but I'm gonna stand it. like six feet away. Yeah, none of us should be. <laughs> you do it with like the the drift pest will be Go right ahead. there to aloha. Okay, and an image forms in the bowl. And it's really interesting what happens because you see first a picture of an oasis. And it does look like any one of the oases that you visited on your way through the uh, Mare. Um, And sure looks like the Mare because the plane is flat. But it's very interesting because there is a cloud 
over the oasis that shades it. And then the picture changes. And it changes into a city. But it's very bizarre. It's an abandoned city. And it's not a big one. Maybe a, a hamlet or a village is a better term. And it seems to be completely covered in ice and frost. And everything is strangely blue, as if all the light was shining through some sort of a blue crystal. And then it changes again. And this time, it becomes an island in the middle of a very wavy body of water with a spire that sticks up straight into the sky, maybe 200 feet. And then it changes again, and it turns into a dark cavern in which a dark city is located. And then it changes again, and it becomes a cave. And it could be anywhere in the mountains, this cave. But interestingly enough, there are a curl of smoke brown smoke seems to just drift out of the mouth of the cave. And then a most wondrous thing appears. A castle appears. But the castle is sitting on a cloud. And finally it changes one more time. And it turns into a black visage of this horrid, scarred landscape from which fires leap forth. And you can almost hear the sounds of shrieking and screaming. And then it fades again. And a new picture appears. It is the picture of a Loa. In that same robe you saw before, but this time thrown back so that you can see his whole bald head. And he starts gazing around. And he gazes right at you, Helen. I quickly wave my hand over the bowl again. And it disappears. And I need you to make for me a stealth roll, Arthur. <coughs> oh my. Well, I'm not that we have one. a backup sorcerer. This one. <laughs> not that. <laughs> we have a backup the sorcerer. Yeah, because yeah, we he's about to die. Where did my character sheet go? There it is. Let's see. You sell me plus zero. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought it was negative. Fifteen. Okay. Yay! <laughs> you don't know whether that's good enough to have fooled uh, Elowal. But clearly, he was aware that he was being scried upon. Hmm. So, what did you see? I saw a multitude of images. Well, you guys, you could all see them. Yeah. It was right there in the book. Oh, they, he said yeah. they were stepping away, so no one else could, he could I, see. I, I, oh, did, I stayed close. Okay. Okay. Does he so make a stealth no, voice? Actually, yeah. Um, um, no one was 6.66 feet away. Mm. So, I mean, he probably still could have seen it. 6.66 feet if it's away. it's like projecting <laughs> sort of like a hologram from Star Wars. Um, okay. And while I was watching, I quickly like took out my 
journal and I just mm-hmm. wrote down everything I saw. Yes. Um, so the way seems, and so the, way the most down. disturbing part about it was the very last image, Alowal seemed to have noticed that I was scrying upon him. It was a, it was a, it was a possible risk we knew, and we'll deal with it as it comes up. But was he aware of you? I think so. Yeah. Um. For another description of all that we saw, yeah, this out your papers. I know, I know. Let's. The day's still young. Let's head toward the. Let's make some distance toward the halfling. I well, think at this going. point we should get that like that. We're looking for oasis thing. with a cloud over it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that that in itself is, will be the telling tale. Yeah. yeah. Don't see a cloud. Keep on going. Mm-hmm. So you're. Sorceress friend, does she want to uh, go home? Oh, that is true. We did promise. Why to don't you home. ask Alana that yourself? I'm trying to remember. Why don't you talk to Alana? Yes. Do you wish us <laughs> yes. to drop you at home? And when you say that, you actually see kind of visible fear in her eyes. She says, "No, I, I can't. I can't be parted from Arlen. Why not? Things keep you. happening." I, I can't control what's going on with the powers. Ireland is the only one that's been able to help me. You do understand that where we're going is quite dangerous. Being alone is quite dangerous. And, and actually, Ireland, at this point in time, she actually has an arm wrapped in your arm. As if she's afraid that uh, Bob is going to pull her away. You're still <laughs> okay, in Bob form, right? Bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm totally yeah. bobbed out. Totally totally in the Hello, squirrel. man. I'm arching, like I'm arching a human eyebrow, which is weird. because Does this mean she's your mate? No, I'm. I, she's just my apprentice. Mm. But you two are still engaged because of the stone he gave you, right? Yes. Well, in that okay. case, the uh, the uh, summer king is now his new mate because he the summer king gave him a stone. Human relations are beyond me. <laughs> Let us go. But you gave me a stone. I didn't give you a stone. You have a necklace. Oh my gosh. Necklace. Oh my god. Oh. I can easily take it back. Uh, <laughs> are you else? cheating on him? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How could you? And that's why With the fall king and queen. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are royalty. Skank. <laughs> now that would be skunk, which I've got a cookie next time. Yeah, I'm surprised, I'm surprised that wasn't actually in the edition. Uh, you're only mad because you didn't think of it before it's too late. <laughs> so we head. Is it north? Yeah, uh, north, uh, east. Northeast. East. 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 Northeast, yeah. East to the road. And the bard uh, says, ha ha, yes, to the road we go. Oh, I'm sorry, he says. We never were introduced. Uh, my name is Nissian. Bard Esquire, and he gives you a deep bow with a flourish and all that stuff. It says, and I am pleased to be your companion on this road. My Alephus said, how can you aid us? Oh, any way I can possibly do. I'm very inspiring. I produce wonderful bedtime to- stories. Mm-hmm. Can you fight? And he pulls forth a rapier and says, ha ha. Can you fight? Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, it's, it's pretty obvious that he's pretty skilled with that. I can't see that doing much against a dragon, but hey, perhaps if we're fishing someday. Yes. 
Well, tell you what, he says. If if we do encounter a dragon, I will definitely make sure to keep down all the details and make a great, very great song about your demise. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Oh, East. Be very good. Was that excellent about the song or his demise? Yes. East. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> Aha. Okay, and uh, you guys pack up all your gear, and um, Darugai and Maroka are there, and they uh, clearly there is, is a uh, sending off party, and they, they say, um, we are sorry that you must leave us so soon. It has been fantastic, even this short time that you've been in our company. Please return to us very soon, and let us know of your adventures. And if not, um, let Nissan the Bard or Galchabar know, and they will no doubt on their next pass through here let us know what is happening with you. But until then, they say, we've prepared these packets for you. Um, although our imposing friend here uh, may not quite find them to their taste, this, these are uh, foodstuffs that we elves make for our journeys in the wild. They are very um, well fortified, and even a small handful should suffice for the entire day. And they give each of you a small leather bag. And inside that bag is material that has clusters of pounded oh. grains with fruits and nuts and seeds. Lies meal. Seems to be bound together with honey. Ooh, and how many of these are there in the bag? Oh, uh, fist, fistfuls and fistfuls. There's so. just a very large, stressful, strained smile on Bob's face. Thank you so you, much. For you are most welcome. Still fangs. No. Oh, that'd be funny. Well, that yes, really yes, funny. but no. <laughs> it only right then, like. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> there's a little poofy tail in yours. You know where Adrian this. So how many days worth of meal? You you would expect that this would last you if the elves say is true. Uh, this elven granola will last you for an entire week. Do, do any of you guys wish to try it? No. <laughs> Gorbo distinctly does not want to try it right at this moment. Gonna give it give it a go there, uh, no one. And it is amazing. It's wait, so wait. The grains are so wholesome. Tomato soup pouring down my throat. It's it, you know, it tastes you know, like berries and sweets, and it just is fantastic. You, you, the thing is, one handful, and your appetite is completely sated. But you wish you could eat it all day. And now we're going to be turning into blueberries. <laughs> just Lumbus berries. Oh, my bad. Humanoid shaped granola. Chunks. He just like has a change of different people, then like inflates, then changes to a different person. And you could look again. like an elf. Maybe this would <laughs> taste good to you. Actually, you want to give it a try, uh, you Yeah, I take a piece of puppet in my mouth. It <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> uh, it's just the whole symphony of flavors. Now, I mean, it, it's no squirrel. But uh, it's it's definitely just fantastic. You can't More like muskrat. You, you you wish you had a month's worth of this ration. Can you turn into a squirrel? You make its face look like a squirrel. Is that possible? Try. It. I don't want to be proportionate. I think of the most squirrel-like worthless thing I can, and poof, I look like no one. Does he look like a squirrel though? I don't, I don't think like you're trying squirrel. hard enough. He acts like a squirrel. Does he? Run around. Nuts. Can you turn into a curry? <laughs> <laughs> you say with like your bag of hazelnuts. <laughs> No one, it allows you to cast the Disguise Self spell. So anything you can do within that spell. 
Okay. Okay, and you guys take off. Yeah. And um, within about, uh, by about noon, you guys end up crossing the high road. Where it is on here on the northern side of the uh, of the Mare, and it takes off to the northeast, um, and it shows signs of having some small amount of traffic on it. I mean, there's there's uh, you know definitely yeah definitely wheel wheel tracks and on the ancient pavement, and uh, you guys take off to the northeast. And you you reckon at least uh, by uh, Nisian's um, you know, dead reckoning that you're probably about halfway to Kalesway by the time you uh, um, end up having to camp for the night. And uh, the whole time he uh, regales you um, with the tales of his wanderings around and tells you of the greatness of Porta Magnum and seeing the sand ships uh, take off from uh, Excalbarium Colise and the great waterfall at Sibidis Cataracta and the forges in the depths of Faramons. Um, meanwhile, he does have one annoying thing, though. Um, it, it really isn't annoying to begin with. It's kind of funny to begin with. But whenever you guys say something odd, like, you know, we met with the owl bears or something like that, he always says, why, owl bears? That's the name of the band I was in in Porta Magnum. Oh, my God, we're walking with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Are we walking on sunshine? Yeah. Woohoo. And it seems, it seems like he's been in an almost infinite amount of bands. So I, I go, I kind of fall back, and I, I whisper to him, "You should, you should sing a, a, a song of the melted lady." And and whisper to him the tales of, of the black dragon that continuously regurgitated its foul acid breath upon her and turned her into a puddle. And and you can see the wheels turning in his head. And he, 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 the lute just immediately appears in his hands off of his shoulder and he starts strumming chords. He says, I might have something to you by evening. Excellent. And by the way, Nightfall was the name of the band I was in in Nitrous Altus. <laughs> you like a little totter. You live in Nitrous Altus. That's a forest. Yes. I think that's a Nothing gets by you, does it? <laughs> Except the bugbears that run by and fly. So, um, and um, so night falls, and yeah, are you guys going to uh, set a watch here? Um, um, a character side note, I already looked at the dagger warning. We don't have to pass it off. It affects all of us within range of, mm -hmm. I think, like 30 feet. So. Oh, okay, so mm -hmm. we all would wake up. Yeah, so let's if I had the dagger and something attacked him, he'd still get the warning. Oh, okay. Um, okay. All right, let's just sleep. That makes more um, sense. Before we go to sleep, I want to look at this guy and see if we can still see that giant uh, uh, thing. And actually, since you guys... Um, have cleared the forest, you can actually see the sky once again. And yeah, the comet is actually noticeably bigger. Um, it's, uh, you know, even with the naked eye now, you can, you can definitely see, uh, you know, an, an almost like fingertip wide um, you know, smudge in the sky. I wonder as this comet gets closer, do the, do the terrors of the land grow? Is the comet the cause? Maybe the comet's the phylactery. 
Kama, 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 That sounds like a diuretic. I can't help it. <laughs> it kind of does. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even want to go searching for it. Does the bard have any intelligence on the comet at all? Does he know anything about it? He tells you uh, the same thing that uh, Galchbar okay. did. That, you know, yes, uh, comets have always been portents of doom. Um, in, in he didn't actually notice it himself. <laughs> until uh, until you it's until you guys pointed giant it out and, and, orb in the it, sky, but I and that's probably the only time you've seen him not be jolly and uh, and uh, in high spirits. He actually became contemplative for a short amount of so time. So the blue comets. Where was that band? Oh, <laughs> the blue comets is the one I was in in Dryad and Silvarum. Another forest band. Well, the the bards meet up and travel for a while. You heard of rock bands? It's just a wood band. Do people just not laugh at his jokes now? I thought that was genuinely funny. <laughs> I, it's been so unfunny for so long that it's almost an inherent reaction to ignore what he says. <laughs> it's like beige that turns to actual brown. You don't even yeah. you don't really realize it. It went open. No one even noticed. Okay. You hope. For um, so do we have a watch schedule for, for tonight? Let's just sleep. We've got a dagger. Yeah. Why don't we? Um, I'll stay for a little bit just because I'm going to open up a book that I've had and start kind of scanning through it. I can read to be at least 30 feet away from. No, so I'm going to be like the barrier. But it is quite alarming that now I look exactly like in a bar. In case your tides of chaos. I'm, because, my, in, just in case. Is your tides of chaos active? No. No, but okay. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, whatever. Well, wherever you go, Orlana's going, so. You can blow both of each other up. You see what Does I mean? it have to be inherently romantic, heartburn. dude? Heartburn. This stuff is all natural, man. <laughs> and delicious. Anyway, I'm staying for a little bit, so. Okay. Okay, well, after a while, um, even you could become tired. Mm -hmm. um, you want to drop the Bob visage, or what do you want to do? Yeah, I'll, st I'll just I'll drop the Bob visages. I'll turn off the nightlight that is bite. Um, you should um, look like a lull to wake him up. <laughs> ah! <laughs> hey there, Arlen. <laughs> Actually, we, we should look up the disguise self spell here real quick. It said that it, you can make yourself like one foot taller, taller or one shorter, foot shorter. And it has to be close. To, it has to be close to my back. physical size. Has to be close to your physical size. Yes. So if, you I, if, I, if I match myself with a top hat and someone tries to touch me and I don't have a top hat on. They'll go right through it. Or like a, if you made yourself thinner than you are, they would still feel your flesh exactly. before it looks like they're yeah. actually touching you. So it's their investigation versus my spell save, you see, which I guess is going off mine, which is 13. But I mean, does that mean you can't make yourself into oh, a But like it lasts only one hour, so, so Bob faded after one hour. Yeah. Yeah. But that could be very useful. Bob and on, Bob and off, Bob and on, Bob and off. Bob, Bob, okay. Bob, 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 a dragonborn. Bob, Bob, Bob. Anyway. Is that what you would be if we pushed you in the room? <laughs> Actually, that would be your new chum. Mm -hmm. uh, what with that gator? <laughs> okay, and the next morning you guys get up, and um, after a couple of hours of travel, um, the uh, Nusian says, uh, basically tells you that while the road continues off to kind of the um, east-northeast, if you guys just travel due east at this point in time, which is pretty easy because you know the sun's in that direction. That you'll end up hitting the dock works. And uh, do you guys want to do that, or do you want to follow the the roadway instead? I'm sorry, the dock works. Where the ships would be. Yeah, there's a small the village, sand, essentially. Sand 
boats, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, basically Colesque is up in the hills, right? Above uh, above the high road, where it kind of bisects the. Uh, this is what Nisian is telling you. Kind yeah. of bisects this part of the the land, but the uh, halflings maintain a small village essentially, right at the edge of the mare, where airships and the uh, just go to the boats, and the right? sand ships can dock. Yeah. Yeah. So it's essentially considered their trading port. So straight east then is yeah. 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 Well, the trading port we can still do get anything we might think we might want. Like maybe we want to unload like some of these trinkets that we've been carrying around. Yeah, we should sell some stuff. Maybe you know, trade in a bunch of copper that I'm sure is getting heavy to carry into like gold and platinum stuff like that. Right. One note, Idri, from that bowl of scrying thing that happened. All right. For a few anyway, spells so time. you guys uh, continue uh, off to the east. And actually, um, about uh, the middle afternoon, off in the distance, you guys can see the edge of the mare. And sure enough, there's a small village of maybe, um, you know, two or three dozen buildings and um, long wooden dockworks that stick out into the sand in which um, sand ships... So usually some bits smaller than the ones you saw leaving uh, Excalibarium Calice, and um, some airships are uh, busy uh, going to and fro from. Hmm. And uh, you guys walk into there, and it's it's kind of fun. It is in fact a halfling town. The, the, you know there are um, halflings that are um, the primary residents here, although there are also humans, half elves, and uh, and uh, some dwarves that are going here and there. So what do you guys want to do? Is there an inn? Like for a normal... I say we let the bard do the talking, man. He knows yeah, all these places. Yeah, be better. He can earn his keep. No. So, Clearly he can't fight. He, he says, um, well, let us go off to the uh, dockworks first and, so, and secure our transportation, and then let us go to the inn. Heck of a cabbage. The dockworks, that sounds like a band I know. It was the name of the band I was in there in uh, Excalibarium Colise. Oh, that's where I've heard of you. And uh, you guys um, head down, and there's actually kind of a, uh, a hiring hall there where apparently uh, you can rent charters and things like that. Um, and there's a small line of people uh, that are you know, going up to an even smaller desk with a small guy behind it. And he seems to have his quill and pen out. And, uh, but like I said, there's only about three people in front of you, so they basically end up uh, securing their passage, and uh, then it's your turn. Um, and uh, the um, half-elf there that's in front of you, that's kind of dressed in some rather extravagant robes, uh, turns around to leave, and could you pass that note to Arlen? Uh, not Arlen, to Alistair. And he just about bumps into you. And um, Alistair, he comes nose to nose with you, um, just by accident, just kind of turns around to you, and he, he steps back and says, oh, I'm, my apologies, I'm very sorry. He says, Kata, is that you? I haven't seen you in years. Have you been here in Kalesway the whole time? Is that why my family can't get any good deals here? No, sorry, I, I'm just traveling through. Come oh, on. I'm sorry. You look like my friend from years ago, but I may be misremembering. It was years ago, uh, and he holds out his hand. He says, my name is Kent. Nice to meet you, Kent. And your name? Uh, Alistair. Oh, very pleased to make your acquaintance. I'm 
So sorry about uh, mis mistaking you. You could be his brother, though. That's fantastic. And uh, he uh, kind of saunters off and, and heads for the docks. You are a horrible liar. Uh, uh, and Kent. That sounds like a musical group. Later. Uh, Later. Later. We're, we're in line. And uh, you guys, uh, it's your turn at line. Um, and the, uh, the halfling there kind of looks up expectantly at you. Hi, I'm Bob. <laughs> and I make things. And I make things. But unfortunately, I do not have a wondrous device such as this sand boat you have here. I would like to charter a ship for me and... And he says, ah, let me see if I can help you out here. Excellent! And then all of a sudden you guys hear from behind you a voice. And it says, there you are. Do you know how long I've been looking for you? Is that? And you turn around and Danya is standing oh right gosh. behind you. Who's Danya? Remember the yeah. lady that had the airship in like the big, Could like a explode? year and a half ago? Hey, she looks like, no, she's looking at y'all. Yeah. I'm Bob. <laughs> the one that you left for dead? Nope, I'm Bob. <laughs> the one that your other persona left for dead? I didn't leave it for dead. That's your only Bob for like 20 minutes. No, so. she left us. Yeah. No, she, she exploded. She got stuck in the ship yeah. and then we saw the ship. Out of character, we saw the ship going away and a body falling and that was all we saw. So yeah. we didn't leave her for nothing. Anyway, and over her shoulder, looking out of the door of the hiring hall, you notice that one of the airships that are out there, it looks like the Millie Annie Aquila, if someone had painted a spiral painting on its very patched envelope. Mm. And that's where we're going to stop for now. And you guys all feel a whole lot stronger. Okay, well, on this one, I had some creative problems that I had to solve, uh, a little more than the usual, because uh, you see, we had the two scenes, the leaving of the Court of Seasons, and the viewing of the phylactery locations in the bowl, and I had to make sure that those didn't end up sounding exactly like the Lord of the Rings. Which was tough, because obviously uh, Tolkien did a really good job with those scenes, so you kind of want to go that direction. So I did my best there. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a carbon copy. Um, you know, with the uh, bowl scene, however, of course the party was supposed to have used that bowl as soon as they got the name and got out of the collapsed castle, uh, but uh, forgot to do that. So uh, in my mind, what they were going to do was, oh hey... We have the name. We have the bowl. Now all we have to do is go and put the two together. And then we can see all these locations. And then we can have Eloel notice us. And then he'll come and try to kill us. So instead they had to go all the way up to the tower before Eloel tried to kill them. Um, so a little anticlimactic. But at the same time it uh, did the job it was supposed to do. So anyways, the party has made it all the way down to the docks at Kalesque. 
and they have found Donnie again. That was kind of fun, um, especially when uh, Jesse realized that the character who recurred, it wasn't just something that's here and gone. Um, <laughs> and then at the end of the day, as soon as everybody had left the house, Bryce wheels around and turns to me and says, really, Dad? And I told him, hey, I had this scene planned out two years ago when you handed me your character's backstory. And he's like, really? And actually, in fact, uh, two years ago when I got the backstories, I figured out where everybody's backstory is going to come into this. So he shouldn't be too surprised. Anyway, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. They've got an airship captain. What's going to go on from here? We'll have to find out in the next episode.